You've heard the terms growing and scaling. And when it comes to having your micro school or your homeschool hybrid, it's very important that we all know what these terms mean and how we actually execute a process to grow and to scale our teaching business. In today's episode, I'm going to come to you with some really great education and also some very important pieces of information that you are going to need to keep in mind no matter if you are just beginning your journey of starting your micro school or if you are already an established micro school or homeschool hybrid. This is the episode that's going to get your wheels spinning for the future. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Let's definitely give a shout out as we start this podcast episode to Miss Tiffany. Thank you so much, Miss Tiffany, for leaving a review. On December 27th, you said that this podcast is exactly what you needed to start your micro school. You are the CEO of Let's Teach. We cannot wait to learn more about you, Tiffany. Beyond the Classroom, Let's Teach Beyond the Classroom, and also the future founder of my micro school, Innovative Minds Academy. Side note, I just love that name. I just started your podcast because I have taken a serious interest in moving out of traditional teaching and school to create my own school. I love your podcast. Very real and authentic. I'm learning so many nuggets that can help me build my school. Praise God. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for your kind words. I'm so grateful that this podcast is helping you. Thank you for leaving a review because it absolutely tremendously helps me, not just by letting our podcast be seen by other people, but it helps me continue to do the work. You guys know how important positive affirmation is, right? We see that in our children, we see that in our parenting, we see that in our teaching and our students, and it is still the same for adults. We need feedback, right? We totally need it, and it is just a part of the human brain, the human nature. So when you leave a podcast review on Apple iTunes, not only does it help my heart, my mission, but it also helps our podcast to be seen. And if you are not a listener on Apple podcast, you can definitely go to any other platform there is, and you can leave a review such as Google podcast. You can also leave a review just in our Facebook group. You can write me, you can email me and let me know how I'm doing or just how this is helping you or just vent to me, talk to me. 
And if you are okay with me being able to put your podcast episode review on the podcast whenever I'm doing my recorded episodes, then I would absolutely be honored to do that. So if anytime I love getting messages in my inbox, I cannot tell you how many people will message me and say, I have an idea and I I just want to run this by you. Do you think it will work? I love messages like that. I love the messages of I'm struggling or I have so much doubt. I have so much unbelief. I need help. I really want to do this. Do you think I can actually make it? What do I tell my husband? People will come into my inbox and they will message me. The best email to get a hold of me, by the way, is teachersletyourlightshine at gmail.com. Again, that is teacher, not teachers, teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. And thank you again, Miss Tiffany from Innovative Minds Academy for taking the time to leave the review. If you are just now starting your micro school, I understand that you're thinking, I'm just over here trying to figure out how I'm going to start it, much less grow it. And if you are just maybe in year one, you're going, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to keep this going. I'm just trying to figure out what do I even do for next year? This is the episode that you're going to want to listen to. You know, I have such extreme gratitude for the people that I get to coach. It is a true, genuine, time, authentic, very candid conversation that I get to have with these women, predominantly women, as we are Zooming with each other and knocking out all the details. I just recently had had a coaching call with someone who's already started their micro school. So I coached those who've never started and were working with the ground up and those who've already started. And the last person that I was coaching this past week, they were mentioning McKinsey. We had, we had already done this incredible project mapping of their curriculum and the activities that they were going to start next semester. And this particular teacher said to me, like, I need to know when people start inquiring, what do I do? Or how do I, in the middle of teaching this year, how do I actually start to grow it? How do I grow my school? What do we really need to have in place? And this is the truth. You, I can give you all of the fancy details. And I do. I do throughout this podcast. I do sitting down and we just knock it out. I mean, I give spreadsheets and documents and timelines and action steps. But when we're talking about what do I do when a message comes to my inbox or to my phone, it is honestly by human default that we go, what am I supposed to do? What do I say? How do I approach this? After I get off the phone, what do I do? And no matter where you are in the process of starting your school, growing it or scaling it, we need to have a process, a process. And you're going, but what even, what kind of a process and how do I even learn the process? Well, first off, I want to start with this very important lesson. We're going to go into a little bit of an educational business class. You know, I used to hear all the time, grow and scale, grow and scale, grow and scale. And I'm like, don't they mean the same thing? But they actually don't mean the same thing. So 
let's talk about growing, okay? Because before we can even have a process, we have to know, are we growing or are we scaling? So let's start off with growing. What does it mean to grow your school? You've already have a school. Maybe you only have one student, two students. Maybe you have 15 students, eight students. What does it mean to actually grow your school? When you are growing your school, you are increasing revenue. You are growing larger in terms of size, how many students you have, and scope. When I say scope, I want you to connect it to the scope and sequence of a curriculum. The scope is how broad we're going to go. And thinking about your, your school, your business as a whole, what direction are we going? Are we moving into a new location? Is that how we're growing? How many students are we going to have from start to finish? What's our maximum capacity? What are we adding on this year? How are we changing our program? How are we diversifying our program? Are we use, utilizing any type of maybe add on a day or add on extended day or add on a different class? What is it as a scope, as an entire direction that you would be going for your school? What does that look like? And growing means that you're going to grow in size, the number of students, the number of people that you outsource to, the number of people that you hire, and you're going to be growing in scope. So size and scope is how you're growing. Now, each year in our micro school, we grew. We grew in size. We had double the numbers pretty much every year. Well, let's see here. Our first year, we had six students. Our second year, we had 12. Our third year, we had 18. And then from year three to where we are now, year four, we've grown 170%. We are at over 50 students. So we had 18 last year. And now we have 50 plus a couple that come just a couple days here and there. So we grew in size, but we also grew in scope. We grew by adding on different programs. We diversified our revenue by doing extended day and transportation and adding on to classes. That's how we grew in our scope. Okay, so we grew this year and we actually grew every year. Every year I hired more people to help me. I had more students. Each year, I would say our scope changed because I did offer something a little different every year. So we grew in size and we grew in our offer by differentiating it. This past year though, not only did we grow, we scaled. So what does that look like when you are scaling? Scaling is increasing your revenue at a much faster cost, at a much faster rate than your costs. So you can grow your business and increase your revenue. And you can scale. You can increase your revenue at a faster rate than you increase your cost. Now here's a really cool thing about having a micro school and being able to keep your overhead down. 
You can scale every single year. You can grow every year and you can scale every year. Now, I don't want to get too fancy or tricky on you here, but I want you to think about this. Each year, so I'm going to give my school as an example. You can think about this in your own terms. So each year, we grew by student size and grew by hiring and grew by scope, what we offered. We improved our organization. We improved our resources that we had available. We increased our revenue. We also every year scaled. Even from year two to year three to year four, we scaled. We were able to increase our revenue at a faster rate than what our cost grew. So it was really cool because our first, second, and third year, our cost really didn't expand that much. I was still in my house. Yes, I still hired people to help me, but but I kept my overhead so low. I raised the cost for tuition. I diversified it by offering a couple different little things. And we grew in student numbers and I kept my cost low. So every year we scaled. That's really big, friends. If you are able to grow in size and scope and scale by meaning that you just continue to increase your revenue at a much faster rate than you do your cost, your overhead, that's pretty awesome. And that is what you can do when you have a micro school and you really know how to lower down your overhead cost. So maybe if you've already started your school, you can start to think about that. Have I already been growing in size and our direction and what we offer? And am I growing my revenue at a much faster cost than I am my overhead? And if you don't know, this is where it's really important that we get to the nitty gritty of your numbers. All right. Now, if you've not started, this could be a very interesting topic because you're thinking, like, what does this look like in the years to come? You know how people say, give me your five-year vision. And you're like, ah. I think it's really, really inspiring to know, especially for those of you starting off, that you can truly build wealth, not only in money-wise wealth. I'm talking about wealth in your leadership, wealth in your time, wealth in your vision, wealth in your purpose, wealth in your life, like your overall life, my friends. This does not have to be a costly expense. It will be as costly as you want it to be based on your needs, your vision, and whether or not you have a budget, whether or not you have your your numbers down. It's one of the very first things that, the the very first thing that I do. I need to know the vision and I need to know your numbers whenever I start coaching you. And if you don't have it, that's okay. That's what I love about being able to coach is that I get to help you with that because I know there was a time when I didn't know it either. Now, when it comes to growing and scaling, this is one last, one last important piece of information that I want you to know. When you scale, you do not always have to grow. Let me repeat that. When you scale, remember we're increasing our revenue at a faster rate than our cost. 
Well, how can we increase our revenue but not grow? Well, you may not grow in your size and you may not grow in your scope, but you can lower down your cost. Okay, so let me give you an example of that. Let's say in year three, when I had 18 students at my house, let's say I didn't grow in size of my school and I didn't hire any more staff and I kept the same offer as what I have that year, year three, I could have still scaled by lowering down my cost. I could have hired my assistant for less hours. I could have found help that was more cost effective. I could have utilized my time in different areas that could have lowered the cost. I could have raised the tuition. So I raised the tuition, I raised the revenue, but I didn't raise the, the students. I didn't raise or, or change what I was offering. I just raised the price. So isn't that interesting? I hope that that really gives you some really great wisdom as you're preparing. And maybe this is even an episode to share with your husband if he's on the fence, especially when it comes to the money piece. So let's talk about what we need to know when it comes to growing and to scaling. You're going to probably start by growing first. And you have every opportunity to scale as well. You can increase your revenue at a higher rate than you increase your cost. However, what I think is really important is that you have a very, very important piece here to the process, and that is management. Management, management, management. You cannot grow or scale if you are not really being intentional about managing your money, managing your marketing, managing your time. Please understand that I know what it feels like to not know what I'm doing at times. Okay, I'm totally there and I've totally been there. And there have been times where I thought I was managing my money and then I found that there were times that, oh my gosh, I could have been doing such a better job. There were times where I had no idea what I was doing. There have been times where I thought that I was doing really good at marketing and I look back four years ago and I'm like, oh, you, I'm so proud of you, Mackenzie, because you at least did something. Okay. But now the way that I, now the way that we market is totally different. I didn't even have a website my first year. Didn't even have one. Barely had one my second year. Okay. I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I know that's how you feel as well. But now that I know, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. If I would have known these things, wow. We could have been so much further, but I don't care about that. I'm so glad because if I would have known I had to do certain things or if I, had, I, if I would have known I'd be where I am now, I would have thought everything had to be perfect, which is what I hope is not happening 
to the people who listen to this podcast and who are in our Facebook group with a thousand people, I hope that you don't see these people doing it and you look at this beautiful package and think it has to be perfect because I'm going to tell you that not one person who listened to this podcast and the person behind this microphone right now, none of us had it perfect. None of us knew exactly what to do. But I will say a lot of you guys are a lot further ahead than I was because you've invested time in coaching and in resources, something that I did not have the ability to do because I didn't know of anybody else who was doing it. That's why I started Teacher Like Your Light Shine. When you're growing and you're scaling, you have to have management pieces in place. You also have to be very consistent, and you cannot be consistent if you don't have a management process. Remember, you are now the owner. You're an entrepreneur. You're the CEO. You have to be organized, right? And sometimes you're like, I don't even know. I didn't know either. My husband told me the other day, he's like, go and grab the 1,000 pieces of paper that you used <laughs> to start this micro school and put it all out on a piece of paper. Paper. He said, because this is the coolest story. It really is. He said that. He said, this is the coolest story. You got it. Because I do have, I have all my papers. I have all my Google Docs. I have a file for a lighthouse learning, an accordion file that says, in the beginning. And in the beginning, there are so many pieces of paper of me going through on airplanes as I'm trying to go back and forth to visit my family during COVID while I'm also trying to homeschool my kids while I haven't even left public school teaching yet and while I'm setting out on my back porch and I only had one phone call to a lady who had done something like this before and she says now I don't do it but I do love to teach people how to build generational wealth by building micro schools she goes I wasn't even called a micro school whenever I did it with my kids she did it 20 years ago she doesn't specifically teach it anymore. She teaches other things about business. But she said, there is one leg of business that I always tell everybody, you should start a micro school. We generated so much wealth by doing that. And you know, that just really inspired me. Because I think that that is what creates a lot of hesitancy. Because we think that we're not going to find the students, which then is going to cause us to go into poverty, right? But I'm here to tell you that the poverty mindset does not have to stay any longer. So when it is time to start growing and thinking about what this could look like in the future, I highly recommend that you have a project management board. I teach this to my students. Something that I've talked about over and over on the podcast, I use MeisterTask. You could use Asana, you could use Trello. They have a project management board. And, a, and, and I say this because you're going to need a team. You're going to need a team of people that you don't even necessarily have to hire. But you're going to need to have somebody that helps you. And if you need to hire, I highly suggest those things that you're like, I don't know what to do. I got to get a website and I got to do email marketing and I don't know how to do any of that. Well, I didn't do it. I didn't know how to do that either at the beginning. I still don't know how to do that. I have someone else do that for me. I create my emails, but I have them put them up in my website. I know it's not that hard. I know there's many people who do it, but it's just a time saver for me. I want to be creating. I want to be the visionary of the school, but I could also have done that. I could have done that my first couple of years, 
but I put my energy somewhere else. And I highly suggest that if you don't know how to do it, you put your energy somewhere else too. Get yourself a virtual assistant for these types of things. Even social media. Making sure that you have a management and idea of what you're going to be posting on social media. And, and this is something that I work with all the time with the people that I coach. Bless their heart. They're so afraid sometimes of putting things out there that it's not perfect, that it doesn't look good. And then they totally lack consistency because the fear has blocked them from doing anything. So you'll need a project management board so that you can keep up with what you're posting on social media, your timelines, your projects, your goals, and have fun with it. Have fun with it. I promise once you get into using a project management system, you will love it. Love it. Many people are afraid to grow or scale their company because they are afraid that they don't have the time. And here's the thing. You have to have the time. You've got to be able to manage your time. you got to be able to manage your resources, your energy, your time, your communication. And so with that being said, Manage, management is so important during all of these stages. Being managing yourself, those around you who are helping you, communicating with them, being consistent. You have to make sure that you are organized. And trust me, I'm so unorganized at times. I'm so inefficient at times. I'm so scattered. And then I go back to that project management board and I'm like, oh, you know what? For two days, I got hit with distractions and I did not follow up on my good habits and my good routines. But guess what? At least I have something to go back to, right? And the same thing for you. You're going to say, at least I have something to go back to. When things get a rocking and I go a knocking, I know that I can knock on my project management board and every piece of information when I was feeling real good and when I was doing real good and I was nailing it, it's all there. It's just like having a planner, right? So making sure you have a project management board is going to be very important. Making sure that you are consistent. It's going to be very important, but I can tell you that you will not be consistent. You will not be organized without a project management board of some sort that you can keep processes for. We call them standard operating procedures. When a phone call comes in, this is the list of things to do. When an email comes in, these are the list of things to do. When it comes time to follow up, this is the list of things to do. If you don't have that yet, Promise, my, promise me, promise yourself that you'll sit down for five minutes and just on a piece of paper, scribble it out. Okay, honestly, when a phone call comes in, what do I do? Even if you're brand new, when a phone call comes in, what do I do? When a phone call, when an email comes in, what, what do I actually do? What do I think I should do? Well, let's just start there. What do I think I should do? And some of us are just stuck there. And I'm here to tell you, it's okay. I was there too. And I slowly started chipping away to figure it out. 
but you can also plug into our Facebook group. We got so many people who have so many incredible ideas. And yes, we have coaching slots available. If you go to book a session with me, whether it be the Jumpstart or Deluxe Coaching or Clarity Session, let's say you go to my calendar and there's no dates there. Oh, oh my gosh. You email me, okay? You email me and you say, I'm trying to book a session, but I don't see any availability. And I will open up slots for you. That's all you got to do. So if you go to Teachers Let Your Light Shine, so it's teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching, see which package you would like. And if you go into the calendar and there's nothing that's there, you email me through the website or you can email me at teacher let your light shine, teacher, let your light shine at gmail.com. And you say, I'm trying to book my session, but I don't have any availability. And guess what? I have a process for that. Yes, my friends, I have a process for that. But here's the deal. You can't receive it if you don't ask for it or believe it. Actually, you got to believe it to receive it. But then you also got to ask for it, right? All right, everybody, I hope that this served you well, growing and scaling your micro school. I know that there are many challenges, some constraints that you may feel, but I hope that today I was able to chip away at that big iceberg and give you some hope and some confidence to move forward. Check us out at Teacher Let Your Light Shine Micro School Community on Facebook. And until next time, keep shining. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.